What's up, guys? John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com, back with another episode of the John Morris Show. This one I'm going to be talking about clickbait and metrics that matter. And this comes from, I got a comment on a video I did yesterday, and I've got a few back, going back a few videos about this. And so I wanted to address it, and I wanted to do it here on the podcast because I know this tends to be where we talk a little bit more about the marketing side of things. And some of you on here are interested in doing YouTube videos and marketing online and so forth. And this tends to be the spot for that. So I wanted to address it here instead of on the sort of regular uh, channel here. So let me go ahead and talk about what this comment is. So this is uh, Artium, I I guess is the name. He said, why did you need it to clickbait? (laughs) And then uh, I had someone follow up sort of defending me, said, don't think he has to have videos that are clickbait when he has 58,000 subscribers. And then someone else chimed in and said, what a lame answer. He used a clickbait title and all who viewed the video are on the same boat as the title says. And then Artem uh, sort of chimed back in and said, 58K subs, 500 views with clickbait. Are you kidding me? Without clickbait, he would have 250. And, you know, so that's, that's, that's sort of the conversation at this point. And I've got, like I said, I've got, uh, I had someone who kind of went back and forth with me a couple weeks ago on a video I did. So I just want to kind of address it and, give you some guys some insights into what's going on and ultimately why this stuff you shouldn't pay attention to at all if you're going to do a YouTube channel especially if you're going to do it sort of the way that that I do it so one of the things that's really really different about the way that I do YouTube is I'm not I'm not concerned about YouTube ad revenue. Like it's there and it's something that happens, but that's never been a big sort of money maker for me. And that's even when I was doing straight coding tutorials and, you know, they would get a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand views in the first day or so, whatever it was. That again, it just was never a big money maker for me. And, you know, I've, I've sort of had some evolution on this and figuring stuff out and so forth, but I'm not a, a PewDiePie or a Markiplier or any of these big name sort of YouTubers who their whole sort of goal is to just get a bunch of views and make money off of uh, ad revenue. And then, you know, they might promote selling shirts or something like that to people that, that like their channel. Mine's very different in the sense that, especially now, every video I make, there's always a course or a product that I'm selling. And so YouTube for me is ultimately just a part of my business. It's you know, sort of this, it's on, on par in terms of how I think about it with my email list, with my blog, with my Facebook page and my social media there and so forth. These are all just outlets for marketing my courses and it's all just a business to me. So it makes it very, very different when you're actually trying to sell products and services to a relevant sort of niche audience versus when you're just sort of trying to be this big YouTuber that gets a bunch of views and so forth. You can do whatever you want, but it again, they're, they're two very different things. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that. So the first thing that sort of you have to think about when you start going that route, and I'm saying this specifically because I recommend to a lot of you to have a blog or a YouTube channel or whatever and promote your freelance services on there. Or those of you who want to use these outlets and you want to make your own courses, your own products, or your own software, and you want to sell that, you have to understand that the way that you're going to use YouTube is a lot different than the way that all these big name YouTubers do. And I've learned this the hard way, trying to go down that road of doing what they do, and it just simply does not work the same. So again, the first thing that you need to sort of focus on is metrics that matter. 
And a lot of people get really caught up in views. And this is one of the things that I hear a lot. This all oh, 58K subs and only 500 views or whatever. And, you know, again, that's something that people bring up and so forth. And if you're just going by that, then, yeah, you might say, wow, that, you know, there's not a lot of subscribers that are actually viewing the videos. But if I hop over to my Skillshare and I look at the metrics over there and I look at the difference between when I started I made a change uh, about April of this year and I started pointing all of my different social media, my YouTube, everything. You may have noticed this. I sort of pointed it towards Skillshare and then I started changing the, a little bit the way I was doing content. I started doing almost no tutorials except when I release a new course, I release some of them on, on YouTube and then sort of have a video at the end of that series that says if you want the full course, you can get it on Skillshare. So it's still a, a, a promotional tool. And I really haven't done any sort of hardcore coding tutorials in a really long time over on YouTube uh, outside of those course releases. And since I've done that, right, my my uh, watch time over on Skillshare in April was right around 5,000 minutes of watch time. And that matters because over on Skillshare, they pay you for, that's how they pay the teachers over there is for watch time. So the more watch time you have, the more you make. So I was down around 5,000 uh, minutes of watch time, which isn't a ton. I think 5,000 uh, minutes that month made me $265, which <laughs> is still more, almost, that's almost as much as I make in YouTube ad revenue, about a couple hundred more and I would be where I was at for YouTube ad revenue with 5,000 views. So that gives you some sense of the difference between the two platforms. But then I made the change and I pointed, started pointing everything towards Skillshare. I started doing my videos different, started doing everything that I'm doing now. The next month I had 7,500 views. The next month after that was 13 or uh, sorry, 7,500 minutes. The next, the month after that was 1,300 minutes. The month after that was 2,100 minutes. And last month I had 29 or not 2,100, 21,000 minutes. And then last month I had 29,000, uh, minutes of watch time. So I basically, uh, six times or six X the amount of watch time that I'm getting over on Skillshare, which essentially six X uh, my revenue over there. On top of that, if you look at the number of students back in April, I had 101 students that month that signed up. And in August last, this last month, I had 442. So about four times the amount of students signed up, uh, to my classes last month compared to in April. And if you just look at premium for referrals in April, I had six premium referrals for that month, which is people who sign up to Skillshare uh, based on my recommendation. I get paid for that as well. And then I don't actually have August yet, but I have July and July I had 123. So I went from six to 123. So 20 times the amount of, of referrals there. So point being is... When I look at all of this from my view, I look at the metrics that matter and the metrics that matter are the ones to me are the ones that put food on my table. And since I've started doing what I, I, uh, changed everything that I'm doing with YouTube and so forth, the metrics that matter have done nothing but gone up. 
And so, and that's just made me more money. So those are the things I'm going to pay attention to. And that's why when I tell people I really don't care about views, I mean it. I really don't care about views over on YouTube because I've learned, and I'll talk about this here in a minute, I've learned that views don't equate to, they don't necessarily equate to the the metrics that matter to me. So again, I, I would just say for someone who's sort of looking at all this and wants to argue with me, if you were really in my shoes, what metrics would you pay attention to? How many views you get over on YouTube that pays you almost nothing or how many you're getting on the platform that you're promoting that is how you make the bulk of your income uh, when it comes to this side of your business? Uh, I think anybody, if you're being honest, would would say that you're going to pay attention to the ones that actually pay you. So, uh, you know, I can listen to all these people that have all these opinions about clickbait and this at the the other at the end of the day the numbers bear it out and i'm going to pay attention to those numbers and to the metrics that matter so you know their their opinions are ultimately relevant and that sort of leads into the the second part of this which is a lot of times i get these uh comments from people who when i look they don't have a youtube channel themselves they don't upload videos they don't have any subscribers they don't do anything uh, in terms of YouTube. And there's a really great line. I've heard it from several people. The la- I'm going to give credit to the last person I heard it uh, from, and that is a, a guy named Ben Settle at bensettle.com. Highly recommend his stuff, by the way. But his, his the way he says it is, if you, if you want to learn how to hunt, you don't ask the deer, you ask the hunter. And if so, if someone's commenting on your YouTube channel and they don't upload videos, they have no subscribers, they're basically not a YouTuber in that sense. They're not a hunter. They're a deer. So you don't, their opinion really is irrelevant because they really have no clue. Like how would they know? They don't do it. Uh, Howard Stern has a really good rant on this where he had a guy that called in and and said, hey, Howard, I wanted to leave you some feedback on the show. And Howard, without missing a beat, said, not necessary. And the guy sort of <laughs> was flabbergasted and was like, well, I wanna leave, I'm a listener. I want to leave you feedback on your show. And Howard's like, it's not necessary. And the guy's, well, don't you want to hear from your listeners? And he's like, why would I want to hear from you? Do you produce a radio show? Do you know anything about what I do? Why would your uh, opinion matter? And he's like, I made my entire career not listening to people like you, doing the opposite of what people like you said. So why would I listen to you? You have no concept of what it is that I do. And it's the exact same thing. A lot of these people that leave these random comments and have these opinions, they don't do it. So why would you pay attention to what they have have to say? That's not that you can't interact or engage or, or, or listen or whatever, but changing what you're doing change especially to go going in the face of what the numbers are showing you it doesn't make any sense uh, based off the opinion of someone who who just doesn't do it so don't ask the deer how to hunt it ask the hunter that's the second thing that, or second point i want to make here the final thing then is i just want to talk about sort of the titling a little bit because i get this clickbait title thing a, a lot and I sort of understand it on the surface. It might seem that way, but there's actually something very different going on here, right? Clickbait, a clickbait title is a title that, you know, it, it's meant to garner a lot of attention and get a lot of people to click on it. 
And then when they click on it, that sort of triggers the ad on the page. You think of like a news site that has a bunch of ads on it. It triggers the ads and the news site gets paid based off of that ad triggering. And they don't really care if you read the article or not. They just want you to click on it so they can get that ad to trigger so they can get paid. So once you've done the click, they they don't really care at that point. What I do is very, very different because every video that I do, every blog post, every email I write, at the end of it, I'm selling something. So it actually matters if you read what I write and if it's persuasive and it's influential. So it from the sort of foundation of it, it, it goes against what clickbait actually is. Now, the reason I title my stuff the way that I title it is because every every video, again, email, blog post, etc. I'll just sort of speak in terms of videos, but every video that I make is targeted towards a specific group of people. So if you take my my last video, uh, the title of it was, I think I'm going to give up on Upwork, which again, I, I if you look at it on the surface, I can understand how someone would think that is clickbait. But if you dig deeper into it and understand what's going on, what I'm actually in that video, what I do is I cover, uh, go over a question that was asked on Corey. And the question was, hey, I'm struggling over on, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm struggling over on Cora. Should I give up? And so what I do is I think about that question. I sort of think of that person who's asking that question and their state of mind and the things that they might be thinking. And one of the things that I came up with that immediately I was like, when I came up with, I was like, okay, that's going to be the title was, I think I'm going to give up on Upwork. And that is clearly, I think, something that someone who is asking that question probably has thought multiple times uh, before asking that question over on Cora. So what I'm doing by putting that as the title is trying to get other people who have thought that same thought. And so I'm targeting those people specifically. Now, if you look at it by its very nature, what I'm, I'm excluding a lot of people, which again is the opposite of clickbait. I'm excluding people who don't even freelance, right? They're not, not even just Upwork. They just don't even freelance. They have a tech job. They're not probably really going to be that interested in that, that title. I'm excluding people who, uh, maybe freelance, but aren't over on Upwork. I'm excluding people who maybe are on Upwork, but they're having success and on and on and on. There's a whole bunch of people that I'm excluding by writing a title like that, as opposed to doing what clickbait does, which is try to pe- appeal to as many people as possible and just get the click. I'm narrowing it down to a very targeted segment of people that I'm trying to attract. And then I want them to read, to, to listen to what I have to say or read the post or read the email or whatever. Because in that, if you again go look, watch the video, the, what I do is I cover that core question and then I go through the answers and the answers are all people saying, no, don't give up. Uh, we've all been through this. It's, it's a part of it, whether it's Upwork or somewhere else. If you want to freelance, you got to go through this, etc. And I'm trying to inspire and motivate. So I'm attracting a very specific uh, audience to the video. And then I'm giving a message specifically directly for them. So it's all about targeting. And then, of course, my offer at the end is also relevant to them, which is basically, hey, if you want to assist through this initial part, I have a course where I'll teach you this stuff. And some people will go through that and some people won't. Uh, it is what it is. But again, it's about targeting and and finding that specific group of people and attracting them to it and then giving them a message and giving them an offer that's relevant to them. That's the whole point of it. Now, if you look at all of that, that's the opposite of clickbait. 
And it's what I highly recommend you do if you're going to do YouTube videos for a freelance business to sell your own products, whatever it is. Use your titles to target and ignore the people who talk about clickbait and get upset and this, that, and the other. Their opinion is irrelevant. Now, and, and one of the things that matters with that is the title to the message to the pitch congruency. It all needs to be congruent. It all needs to be relevant. Now, the last thing I'll say here is one of the things that I get pushed back on when I talk about this is people will say, well, but if you got more views, that would equal more sales. And again, having done it and, and a lot of sort of marketers and, and people who actually use platforms for marketing, not just to try and get uh, a bunch of views and, and ad revenue, who actually use it to market products and services tend to say the same thing is that more views does not automatically equal more sales. And a lot of people have a really hard time understanding this. In fact, the guy that commented on my stuff about clickbait a few weeks ago, this was, he just could not accept this. It, he, he was convinced that more views equal more sales. And it just doesn't. If you do it, you know it doesn't. Not when you do it the way that I do it. And the reason is, is because the broader you go, the more people you try to appeal to, the less you're going to resonate with each individual one, which means you're going to have less influence, less persuasion, and they're less likely to buy your stuff. And so oftentimes the the videos that I have, I mean, my video yesterday got 500 views and I can just tell you from the amount of referrals that have I've had yesterday and, and this morning, which are generally based around uh, that particular video, uh, it's probably about four or five times the amount of referrals that I get on a sort of regular daily basis. So that video has 500 views, but it's doing very, very well. And of course, I post it as a blog post and email, so that's part of it. But that general message is doing very, very well, even though it's only getting 500 views over on YouTube. So again, the metrics that matter and more views does not automatically lead to more sales. It's the more relevant, the more persuasive, the more influential you are. And the way to do that is by targeting a very specific group of people and giving a message specifically for them. So they feel like, almost feel like you're in their head. You're, you're, you're reading their thoughts and, and that's what makes it sort of resonate with them. And you're going to have a lot less views when you do that, but you ultimately get more of the metrics that matter, more sales, et cetera, whatever it is uh, that you're promoting. So again, highly, highly recommend that that's the way you do it if you're selling products and services. So that's sort of my riff on all of this. Uh, I kind of am making this just to to send to people who who say this and, and sort of explain where I'm at with all of this. I'm going to continue to do what I, I do. I know these people don't know what they're talking about. I know they don't do any of this stuff. And again, for those of you who want to use YouTube to promote your products and services uh, for your freelancing, etc. Again, I highly recommend this approach uh, and think this stuff through and don't let people who say that kind of stuff get to you. So that'll do it for this episode. Of course, if you do want to support the show, let me make my little pitch to you. I have a whole plethora of training over on Skillshare available for you, whether it's coding training, freelancing. I have a productivity course. I had a guy yesterday is like, dude, you're running a business. You're uh, working with clients, you're a dad, you've got a dog, and you're building a house. Like, how do you, 
how do you do all of that? How do you stay productive and not overwhelmed? And a big part of it is what I talk about in my productivity course over on Skillshare. So that's over there. And whatever it is that you need to help you with your career, um, then it, it's it's over there on Skillshare. And the best part is you can get access to it for nothing. Just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. You'll get a two-month free trial. That'll trigger the trial for you. You can sign up for that free trial. Take all of the courses. You get full access to all of my courses plus all 21,000 other courses over on Skillshare. Uh, so you can take all of those courses, all my courses, whatever courses you want to take over there in that two-month period and then just cancel any time before two months is up and you never pay a penny. So it's a really great way to get the training that you need or want without having to spend an arm and a leg to do it. Again, that link is johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.